What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. And this is Rory. Welcome to our show. I think we should have a word of prayer first. Lord God, I just want to thank you and, and praise you for your mighty hand and um, your outstretched arm, O oh Lord God. I'm so grateful to you, O oh Lord God, for the truth that is in your word and how by your word we are set free. I just pray that tonight's um, discussion, things we talk about, um, will be enlightening, will open the eyes of our hearts, and that we will choose to serve Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Yes, and tonight we're going to cover the interesting topic of the Vegas shooting, Las Vegas. Where were you when this happened, Rory? Um, I don't remember exactly where I was, but one of the things that got me, I think it was a Sunday night, um, was a show. One of the things that got me, I said, well, here we go again, another mass shooting. And what normally happens is there's normally with these cases, there's a dead end. You know, it, it doesn't go or get any. You can't go beyond a certain point to gather information. How about you, Chris? Well, I was just relaxing and doing some uh, designs and uh, all of a sudden I'm getting calls about there's a shooting and uh, turn on the TV and uh, that, that, well, you know, I don't really have cable. So <laughs> I had to go to the internet and then, you know, I saw what was going on or at least some of the aftermath. And the person told me also that there were other, uh, there were other places that had shootings going on. And I said, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, they're, they're, my friends are telling me this. And I'm like, okay, but let's let's wait to see what else comes out in the news or you know, the other information that needs to be leaked over the next couple of days before we say anything. And then, you know, the conversation went on from there. Yeah, and it, it has kept on going on. And, and like I said initially, to me, I think this uh, investigation has hit a brick wall in the sense that, you know, everything leads to a dead man. Exactly. Um, and, and maybe we're going too fast. Uh, we just want to, we just want to tell everybody out there, you know, these are the times that we're living in and we all need to look to, towards Jesus, towards the Lord and savior of humanity. Now he's, he gave his life and, um, his blood, the sacrifice for all of us. And yet the broad road is still there for a lot of you to go down to. And that broad road is the road that leads to hell. The rejection of exactly. Jesus Christ leads to hell. And right now, you still have an opportunity. And these sort of incidents, even though they're played out, they have multiple players involved. It's not just one guy. Yep. It's multiple players, multiple organizations. And they still, you see, 
everything works for the good of those that love God. You can find that in the Bible. So all of these incidents, they happen in another sense, not not in the, the surface sense where, okay, it's a violent shooting and people died, but many people have probably come to Christ through this incident because, you know, time is short. Time is very short. And some people get get awakened, like say 9-11, uh, when that happened, the churches were flooded, all sorts of churches, Catholic, whatever, right? Um, but many of those people after that just went back to their regular lives. They sought God for a second. They sought God for a day or two, maybe a week. Some of them maybe even a month. But after that, life went on, things continued, and they still stayed in their unregenerated state because they didn't turn to Jesus Christ wholeheartedly. Rory? I agree with you totally, Chris. Um, like you said, uh, people, yes, they might have gone to church initially after 9-11, and even after this incident in, in Vegas, probably churches were filled. I don't know. But one of the things that I keep thinking about is how people have rejected God. They've rejected God for their, um, for their lifestyle, their lifestyles, their health, their well-being. And I wouldn't say they, I say our. This is the country we live in. Our well-being is more important. Even on, a, I think the shooting was on a Sunday night. On a right. Sunday night, instead of um, people going at home and, you know, resting or spending the time with family, they're out. And I'm not trying to bash anyone going to a concert, but I'm just looking at saying there was one time, one point in time where on a Sunday, a day of rest, um, people would be out, our people would be in, sorry, resting, honoring God. Six days thou shalt labor, and then the seventh day should rest. So that aspect of it, I also must say that these are some things that have, have um, changed in our society. And we look and we are extremely saddened by the loss of lives. We are not trying to make it minuscule in any way, shape, or form. But we we have to look at how these things came to be or how this thing um, unfolded. And um, there's so many things that are just up in the air that are just unbelievable. You know, in a place where Las Vegas, where you have so many cameras, you're able to track almost anyone. They have no video footage of this guy, no video footage of him bringing any, any luggage into the uh, hotel. No video footage of him being a high roller playing at uh, one of these tables. No video footage of him setting up the cart outside of his room. And um, you can't help, or I can't help, but to look at it like I'm sitting at a play and the stage has been set before me. It's been set on the television. And everything that comes through the TV, I am supposed to believe. That's one of the things that's difficult for me, Chris. Well, yeah. We already know from some of our other studies that the narrative is being controlled by a corporate entity within uh, many corporate entities, you know, and it's that witchcraft that using the words to control society, to change the people's minds, to move them towards a certain direction that you want them to go into. And they get their little marching orders and then they all repeat the same narrative, even when it's shown 
that it's lies, even when it shows that something isn't right, the people know. And when the evidence is right in front of you, and yet when you turn on the TV, they're saying, that, no, it's something else. Then you have to really start using your critical thinking and doing your own research, listening to alternative media sources to start to piece it all together. And that's the war we're fighting here. You know, like Alex Jones said, uh, it's the info wars. Well, it's, it's actually true. It's a true statement. The information that's being gathered, being disseminated, being thrown at you, depending on the source, it becomes some muddy waters. Go ahead, Roy. Well, um, yeah, I must say, um, not only for this particular instance, but this week also we learned about um, this dossier that was uh, that was so-called um, put together against the president, President um, Donald Trump. One of the things I found interesting is that no more in this country you are going to get news, or if you didn't know, the news that you're getting, you're actually being fed what you should think. Or like uh, you, you said earlier, Chris, they're giving you it in a certain way that it's it has an expected outcome. And people are being lied to on a daily basis, but the lies have grown, have grown so much that people are willing to accept them, and it's okay. So you see, um, Chris, I remember it says in the Bible, warn to them that call evil good and good evil. And I can see today in today's society that we have moved from calling what's good, good, what's honest, honest, what's righteous, righteous. And they're saying, no, now evil has become good and good has become evil. Mm -hmm. That's frightening. Well, yeah. And that goes into all sorts of different directions. But let's backpedal a little bit. Well, first of all, this is a, obviously a tragic incident, and many people lost their lives. And we just want to give a message of hope to the families out there that have lost loved ones, that God is in control. If you don't belong to Jesus, you need to turn to him. But God is in control. And as you could see, the whole narrative for this incident, at least from the MSM point of view, it's falling apart. The timelines have changed four times. Uh, the security guard went to Mexico, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But everybody, you know, at that time, and we waited a long time to cover this, but we we like to wait for more information to come out, more information, not just to hit it, just to get views. And, you know, from the first day, like I said earlier, we knew that there were more than one shooters. And then we have the, the cab driver. She had videos of what was going on. And, and obviously there were more videos too. But when I watched that, immediately, maybe about an hour later, was gone from YouTube. I downloaded it and saved it to my hard drive. So I still have that. But this whole incident has people in such a, a state of fear. And I think this is one of the reasons why these things are happening, because they want you to be in a state of fear. Oh, we can't go out. We can't have fun. We can't do this. We can't do that. Uh, our kids aren't safe in schools. Uh, we, we're not safe in theaters. We're not safe here. We're not safe there. We need more gun control. We need uh, more biometrics. We need more scanners. We need more, uh, uh, you know, whatever the whatever the device that they could use to control society. 
we'll be happy to have these devices brought on in our society just so we could feel safe and the convenience of oh, somebody has our backs. But in all reality, we need to have our backs under God. And we need to be able to protect our families and hold our, our government agencies accountable for, for things that happen. Go ahead, Roy. Yeah, like you said, there are so many um there are so many inconsistencies that came up with this story and it's just mind boggling to see how things have progressed. Um, whenever it happened, we came and we said we wanted to do a show and we said, no, we're going to wait to see some of the outcomes. And every time we look at this, it's always changing. The scenarios are always changing. The information is changing. It's amazing to see. I'm just astonished, really. Astonished that the only person that we know that was there, um, the security guard, he has uh, all the information, basically. Um, and before we go to him, we have to say, well, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm, we're just talking now, Chris. You're staying in a hotel room that supposedly is $10,000 a night. If you go in a hotel room and it's $10,000 a night, you have room service, you have maids that are going to and fro. How do you get all these things to be set up outside of the room with a camera and no one from room service sees that there. And they normally sweep these uh, high-end facilities, not say facilities, or high-end rooms. They're waiting on you hand and foot because you are spending 10K a night. This is not like a, a Motel 6. This is very high-end. But there's no one, you don't see any uh, pictures of uh, or videos coming forth of him setting up this contraption that he did. There's no videos of him setting up the camera in the door. And I, maybe you're not able to see it. But he also, we were told, we were told, and this is the information that we were told that he um, blocked some of the doors to the stairwell, emergency exits. And nobody sees this information. Nobody knows. Nobody says, we have something that's going on on whatever floor it was, the 32nd floor. These things are like gaping holes. That's one. That's, these, these are just some. The other gaping holes that you have, you have a security guard. Uh, Tucker Carlson said it right. This man has been shot by a high-powered rifle, supposedly. Timeline has been changed multiple times. He drives hundreds of miles, go to Mexico, across the border, and he drives back. Remember now, this gentleman has been shot by a high-powered rifle in his leg. So this is not just, um, he's not being shot by a 38. He's not being shot by a, a handgun. You know, these are not handguns. These are high-velocity rounds. That he was struck, but he was able to drive hundreds of miles, rented a car, and then, um, and I, Chris, I, I know I'm taking a lot longer, but yeah, he also goes on a show with someone that seems to be a co-worker or a handler. Um, these things are, are alarming to me. When's, when have we become a nation where these things are, are, are no longer important? And I have to say this, Chris. I'm wrapping up now. This is not the first time this has happened. It's not. We should we should have known this from its inception. We had a, a Supreme Court judge who stayed in some sleazy motel close to the border or on the border or wherever it was, died with a pillow over his head. There was no investigation. 
no investigation whatsoever. I think he was cremated and nobody asked any questions. However, if in any major city, God forbid, someone dies tonight, there is an autopsy that has to be done. How does this happen? And this is, so I'm asking some questions and I hope the people that are out there start thinking, how do these things happen? And we just sweep them under the rug. This is not supposed to be. Go ahead. I think we've been trained not to think. That's why I talked about the critical thinking earlier. You know, when we were in school and I was growing up anyway, and you and, you know, some of the older folks, you're taught critical thinking. You're not taught that nowadays. You're taught to just listen to the narrative and keep it moving. Okay? You're just a citizen. Let us control everything. We got it. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Chris, or you're called a conspiracy theorist. Exactly. And again, you know, we always got to explain a conspiracy is when two or three people uh, or more get together and conspire to do something. <laughs> so this is what happened. It's not no one guy. It's not one guy. But, you know, before I start ranting, let's, let, me, let me go back to some of the stuff that you, you talked about here. This same security guard came onto the Ellen DeGeneres show after canceling uh, on Hannity. Now, this is this is in between the time that he was he was gone. He was disappeared. And then now all of a sudden he pops up on the Ellen Degenerative Disease Show and they ask him questions that weren't necessarily the important questions. OK, they just ask him about, OK, when you got shot, how it happened, what's the timeline, da, 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 da. And it seems so scripted to me. Seems so like a farce, right? And lo and behold, Ellen DeGeneres, she owns a casino uh, machine in the MGM studios or Mandalay Bay. So that's a conflict of interest. How did this go on? Who, who, this is so set up. I mean, like, come on, man. People are so blind, they're not asking the question. I mean, I know people that are asking the questions, but we're talking about the average society that is falling for the narrative. They're not asking the questions that need to be asked. Okay? Why has the timeline changed so much? Even the sheriff of Las Vegas, he said there were more more than one shooters. He, He even looks scared sometimes when he's talking because there's more going on here than you can think of people. And then the Weinstein case just comes out so appropriately in, in, in between all of this stuff. And that's an important case, too. But it just took our eyes off of Vegas. But information is still coming out. The guns. Why yeah. would you take so many guns into a room? And when you think you're going to sit there for three hours shooting people? I mean, that, that's, that, that's not logical, right? And then, like you said, the cameras, the, the security in these sort of hotels are beyond what you think they are. They're very, when you, when you check in and you leave the room, they come and search everything. It's not something simple, you know, and there's no footage of you at all. Nowhere. Come on, come on. Right. And, and on top of that, there was one more person in the room with him before they ordered dinner. And some say it's a woman. You know, not sure if it's the woman that that he was uh, seeing, but it was someone else. Right. So we have those little issues going on. 
And then you have um, the, the person that that was running around saying, oh, you're all going to die. You need to leave. What happened to that? No one investigates that. <laughs> all these little things just start adding up. Like you're being warned. Things are being ignored. Then there's this phantom helicopter that shows up on the infrared. Nothing about that either. <laughs> And I know that sounds all fringy and stuff, but that's what happened. Then you have the other hotel, the Bellagio, where there was another shooting. That stuff came out a little bit later. But the first they were saying, no, 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 no other shooters. No, no, no. Lone gunman. But come on, please stop. Stop. We're done falling for this dumb narrative of the lone gunman that uh, just want to kill people. And they said that Antifa... Uh, paraphernalia was all in there and that he converted to Islam six months before I mean I don't even know what to believe about that you know but if, if let's just say the Antifa part is true well now it's connected that this same dude is connected to the guy that owns the hotel who's connected to uh, Antifa um, propaganda they like to give money to Antifa and if you don't know what Antifa is out there it, it's anti- fascist that's what the group is known for that's the um the name means and it's being funded by george soros the same person that funds black lives matter and a whole bunch of other groups that love to cause terrorism let's call it that they like to cause terrorism evil up, upheaval yeah so all sorts of little nuggets right there and then george soros also takes 18 billion dollars with a b billion and throws it into his organization that are over here to cause more unrest. So start thinking, people. Start doing your own research, putting the little pieces together, and informing other people because that's how this works. But at the same time, do not forget that God is on the throne and you need to be spreading the gospel. Go ahead, Roy. Although all these things are happening, you have um, people that are still out there that don't even understand these things and they're being blown away by every wind of doctrine. They just don't understand. And it's so unfortunate. You know, certain colleges, they're recruiting young black men to go and march in Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not something that I, I, it's a heresy. That's somebody who I know personally that came and told me, yeah, this is what they're doing. So, um, yeah, these people are being funded. Mm -hmm. They're getting the money to do it. And it's unfortunate. These are the people that are selling out their own, um, their own um, people. Uh, I, I have to say Black Lives Matter. And um, why I'm saying that is because where are all these people? When, um, when, 15 are dying in Chicago. What, where are they, why aren't they protesting? Where are they? Where are they? There, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Nobody's saying in the inner city, hey, let's really stop the violence. You know, while I'm on this, Chris, I got to tell you, where are the football players that were kneeling before the president said something? Do these guys know what's happening? What impact they have caused? What's happening to the youth in the classroom where they're not even getting up to stand for the national anthem anymore? What impact have they had in 
the schools in for, for the next 10 years because right. they are they believe that they can take a knee or or should kneel down to uh to protest the um, national anthem listen i live in this country i don't agree with everything that's gone that's gone on i don't but at the same time i live in this country so i'm going to stand up and i'm going to hold to my flag because you know what everything is not the best here it's not there are things that could be improved but at the same time what most of these people don't understand go to north korea and try to do that and tell them that you don't agree with it or go to cuba or go to any one of these other countries and you see when they're playing their flag and you don't get up and show respect and see what happens but then you come back with this story. Well, this is America. We get to do what we want to do. There are some things that, you know what, you can't do because you're hurting your own self. And this, this is what we're doing. This is what we have done. Mm-hmm. And these guys, these same guys that are taking a knee, where are they in the inner city? Where, why don't they go set up a, a foundation in the inner city of Chicago where the most black people die? Why don't they do that, Mr. Kaepernick? or those others that want to take a knee, because they don't. They can't do that. They're going to jump in their Ferraris and hit um, turn the AC down to 65 degrees and go into their houses and relax. The, only, the closest thing they will get, or the closest they will get to the inner city, maybe they will date a girl from the inner city, probably won't even marry her, but maybe that's it. Outside of that, that's it. They have no dealings. You won't see any of them setting up a business in the inner city. They won't. But they'll take a knee. I'm sorry, Chris. Well, there's another part of that that I want to touch on uh, along with, okay, so the inner city, yeah, why aren't they going there to take a knee in front of their own people who are killed? Black people kill more black people than anyone else. We kill ourselves more than anyone else. So, you, you know, not that you know, a police shooting or whatever, it should should be overlooked. But be fair, be righteous, and look at yourselves killing each other. And then on top of that, why don't you go take a knee in front of Planned Parenthood that kills more black people than any, anyone else? And I'm not saying that they don't kill anyone else, but they're, they're, the statistics on how many black people they kill very high, like 266 per day. Something around there? That's the figure? So go take a knee in front of them. Please, please. If you want to do something right, just do that. Because all your efforts in the NFL and all this stuff is not doing anything. Go take a knee in front of your own people and in front of Planned Parenthood. And that's all I have to say about that. Let's get back to Vegas. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. I had, to, I had to go there. No, it's all good. Yeah, so we have to realize that we're living in some dark times once again, right? And we're going to go to Second Timothy chapter 3. And now, in context, this is talking about the church, but it could also be looked at as the world because the world has these trademarks already. And it says here, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, 
despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. And so you see all those attributes in the world and obviously in the church. And these are the times that we're living in. They said perilous times shall come. These are the times when you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Why is the world like this? Why are people so evil? And the Bible explaining it there. The sin is everywhere. We are born with it. And we have to understand these times um, are my lifetime, the the, the, the lifetime before us and going back and what's coming towards us. And, you know, these shooting, I think a lot of them are orchestrated by evil people that want to take uh, freedoms away. You could you could say gun control and there are other free freedoms that come with with that. OK, that would that can be taken away. Um, I, I, I kind of laid it out before about the biometric systems and we got RFID. We have scanners in the airports now. We, we wouldn't stand for that before, but now it's, it, it makes us feel safe. But then, you know, they're groping everybody. So now we have to look at what the Bible says. You know, they say they have a form of godliness, right? But lacking the power thereof. You know, when we say pray for Paris, pray for France, pray for Vegas, who are you praying to? Because there's only one God in heaven and earth that can answer those prayers. It's not Buddha, it's not Krishna, it's not Allah, or any other God but Jesus Christ, God Almighty that can answer those prayers. So you better know who you're praying to because then they're just empty prayers. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be insensitive about the, the prayers that you might be praying sincerely. But if you're praying to a false God that is anti-God or some fallen angel, some spirit that is unknown, that is dead, can't see, can't hear, can't speak, can't even think, then they're dead prayers. And that's the reality of it. I know it might get a few people upset if you're not a Christian, but Jesus Christ is the only name on the heaven on earth that man can be saved. So if you want to pray for Vegas, pray to God Almighty, the real God, the God of the Bible, the only God that there is. Go ahead, Roy. Yeah, I I, I have to agree with you is that um Today we live in a society where, you know, what you read in scripture, being heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I think uh, today we have in the world where people are saying, well, you know, I deserve this. I deserve this. I did. I should get this. And this is what the society has done to all the people that now um, and the stars in Hollywood, they, they help to, to do this thing, do this too. They believe that they are better than most and whatever they say should go. And it's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. No. Then we have young boys and young girls that are growing with the same mindset, that are growing up to say, well, you know, hey, I want this too. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't have to work. Why do I have to work so hard? I, I shouldn't have to. You know, these are some of the things that people will be struggling with in the future because of how people are being raised, children, how children are being groomed, today and it's 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 so sad 
It really, really is. Right. Right. And uh, people that can do this sort of evil, um, they have a certain mindset. And that mindset is the, the mindset of Satan. Satan, iniquity or sin was found in him first. Yeah. So God didn't create an evil being. A perfect being became evil. Okay. God didn't create uh, Satan with flaws, but he gave him a free will. Now, many many people think free will is just, okay, I could just do anything. Uh, it, well, you know, if you really think about it, in this life, you're bending to someone's will. Absolutely. And even if you think it's your own will, it's you're still bending to someone else's will because uh, the Bible talks about Satan has blinded the eyes of, of the people out there, you know? And then God, you know, sent his son to open our eyes, open our hearts, our minds, okay? So we're either bending yep. to the will of God or we're bending to the will of Satan. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, so, so now we went through those attributes and these people that did this sort of thing, let's, let's go down to a, a couple of questions that we should be asking. You know, number one is the photos of Stephen Paddock's hotel room have been leaked and one of those photos appears to show a suicide note. Why hasn't the public been told what is in that note? <laughs> Question number two. Where's the additional shooters? A taxi driver reportedly captured video of an automatic weapon being fired out of a lower level window. A video from another angle and brief footage captured by Dan Bilzerian also seemed to confirm that automatic gunfire was coming from a floor much lower than the 32nd floor room that Stephen Paddock was located on. And if you weren't convinced by the first three videos, this fourth video should definitely do it. Now, of course, I can't show you the link. Now, I, I will just give you my assessment of um, what I physically saw. I went down there. I didn't see other windows blown out. So I can't confirm that there were other shooters on other floors, but I know for sure something came from other buildings, you know? Hmm. All right. So let's go to number three. Why are law enforcement authorities discussing another suspect on the fourth, fourth floor? And why isn't the mainstream media talking about this? Number four. As John Rappaport has pointed out, it would have been impossible for Stephen Paddock to kill and wound 573 people in less than five minutes of shooting with that kind of weapon that he is alleged to have used. So why won't law enforcement authorities acknowledge this fact? Number five, how in the world did Paddock get 42 guns and several thousand rounds of ammo into the hotel room without anyone noticing. We, we, we kind of spoke about that earlier. One thing that bothers me too about the gun count is we hear 42 guns and we hear 29 guns and we hear 30 guns. How many guns were there really there? The numbers keep changing, okay? No consistent numbers, like what's going on here? Uh, number six, how did someone with no military background, you know, quote unquote, and that wasn't a gun guy at all, quote unquote, operate such advanced weapons because that brother. Yeah. Because what we are being told by the mainstream media just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. 
and he says, I really like to know how Natural Nude made this point, and this is the point here. Far from what the firearms illiterate media claims, these are not systems that any Joe off the street can just pick up and use to effortlessly <laughs> mow down 500 people. Running these systems requires extensive training, experience, exactly. and stamina. It is physically impossible for a guy like Stephen Paddock to operate such a system in the sustained, effective manner that we witnessed, especially when shooting from an elevated position, which throws off all the ranging of the weapon system. Far from being a Navy SEAL, Stephen Paddock is a retired accountant, senior citizen with a gambling problem and a flabby physique. The only way he could have carried out this shooting is if he were transformed into a human superweapon through a magic wand. I'm calling this mission impossible because of the physical impossibility of a retired, untrained senior citizen pulling off, pulling this off. And uh, I can stop there for now. Go ahead. Now, this this article here is from Zero Hedge, if you were wondering. That's huge right there. And I have to agree totally mm -hmm. because there's no way you could have a guy like this that would be able to do these things by himself. There's just no way. Right. And let me no tell way. you. Let me tell you. So I went to church that weekend, the next week and the following weekend. And uh, a person came to me and said, hey, you know, you, you see what happened? I said, yeah, of course. You know, uh, it's crazy, right? And he said, and I said, I heard that they were trying to shoot at the fuel tanks. And he said, yeah, they were. But the thing is, I know someone that works in the city and they've changed the fuel that week from regular fuel to diesel. So diesel doesn't explode like that when you just rapid fire at it. And, and he said the, the tanks are still leaking. So... <laughs> <laughs> no one's mentioning that, you know, it's just another hmm. question to raise. Right. So anyway, so the, basically the casualty would have been far worse, far worse. Yeah. Much so no, greater. So question number seven here is why was one woman telling people in the crowd that they were all going to die 45 minutes before the attack? We talked about that. Uh, number eight, why did it t take law enforcement authorities 72 minutes to get into Stephen Paddock's hotel room? 72 minutes, really? <laughs> and that's why the narrative keeps changing because lawsuits against Mandalay Bay are starting to pile up. Okay. And these are some of the questions that I just, I, I keep asking, I keep asking, I keep asking. Mm -hmm. Why did, number nine, why did Paddock wire $100,000 to the Philippines last week? The week before, why did he do all of that? Yeah, the week before. Number 10, why was Paddock's girlfriend, Marilo Danley, in the Philippines when the attack took place? Did she know what was about to happen? Number 11, mm -hmm. was Paddock on antidepressants like so many other mass killers in the past have been? We don't know. And they want to go tamper with his brain now. You see, they want to stuck on him. They want to stuck on exactly. him. Exactly. What what are you going to find out in his brain? He's dead. You're going to find out that he was crazy? He's dead. You can't find that out. I mean, unless there's some procedure that I don't know about. So anyway, um, number 12. Why was ISIS so eager to take responsibility for this attack? And why was yeah. the FBI so quick to dismiss that connection? Okay, another, another hmm. important question. Number 13. Apparently, Paddock had earned millions of dollars through the real estate deals 
If he was so wealthy, why would he all of a sudden snap like that? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And 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 some other connections were coming out about him being a gun runner and all these other things that stuff I can't verify right now at this moment, but those things came out too. Remember that, Rory? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, number 14, why did he move so frequently? It is being reported that Paddock had 27 different uh, residences during his adult life. <laughs> My goodness, 27? <laughs> wow. So then now, number 15, why were nearly all the exits out of the concert venue completely blocked? And um, I think it has a quote here from somebody. It says, in essence, the concert trapped the people preventing them from escaping and denying them the ability to seek cover. From there, sustained full auto gunfire is almost impossible to survive. From Fox News, a caller named Russell Bleck, who survived the shooting, said live on air, there were 10-foot walls blocking us in. We couldn't escape. It was what? just a massacre. We had nowhere to go. Yeah. All right? Number 16. Why was a country music festival chosen as the target? Was the goal to kill as many Trump supporters and other conservatives as possible? And is there evidence that Stephen Paddock was connected to Antifa in any way? At first, I thought that this was a fairly straightforward story, too. But the more I have dug into it, the more complex things have become. Personally, I have come to the conclusion that Stephen Paddock definitely did not act alone. That means that others involved in the shooting are still out there and they must be brought to justice. Let us not forget what these extremely wicked individuals did to innocent people, such as 27-year-old Tina Frost. It says here, a 27-year-old 20, woman has lost her right eye after a bullet ripped through her face during the Las Vegas concert massacre. Tina Frost remains in a coma in hospital after undergoing surgery to move the bullet that came lodged in her eye when a gunman opened fire on the crowd of country music fans on Sunday night. Frost, who is originally from Maryland but moved to California several years ago, is expected to remain in the coma for a week. So basically, you know, people need to be brought to justice and this is um, just an insane thing. But just remember, if you want to call it uh call our thinking conspiracy series whatever you know um there's always an underlying thing here and just remember this a lot of these shootings go on in gun free zones and democratic ran zones let's call it that you know go back and do your research and you'll see that's the truth and so, and, and also let me tell you that Vegas is a, a state where certain places you can open carry and certain places you can't, but you can still have your concealed weapons license. You could buy semi-automatic rifles and it's pretty much a, a gun state. Okay. And so in a gun state, this happens with a so-called single shooter that's an right. accountant that doesn't do hunting. No, no military training. No military training, so-called. Uh, we don't know. But, I, I mean, I think he got set up. But I think he's more involved yeah. with him. And things are coming out. And we're not going to... 
cover all of that because we're not we're not a news channel you know we're just here to give you some insight and and help you to ask questions and then at the same time say hey what does the book of god say what does the holy bible say about these times here yes chris um also you know um there was another man that was caught i think it was in tennessee he was caught with um rifles the same rifles with the bomb stock no serial numbers on these rifles none whatsoever i think he had a couple thousand rounds of ammunition this man was arrested he hasn't said a word mm. no he, he was arrested for speeding in tennessee but they also took him in for um, having all these weapons bump stock um i think about five thousand rounds of ammunition it was in the media and it was uh, a day after a day and like seven hours which when i ran a timeline it would be possible if the person had no sleep to be able to do that type of driving from um, Mandalay Bay all the way into Tennessee. Right. Okay. So you you, you talk about that. It sounds a little far fetched, but it, it's I'm quite sure a person would be able to do something like that. Personal persons. Well, when you're doing an investigation, you're taking any, uh, any right. anything that that could be viable. And you worked with that, you know, whether it's far-fetched or not. And then on top right. of that, you think you talk about the bump stock. The bump stock doesn't make the gun more accurate. It just makes you be able to shoot a little bit faster on a semi-auto. So, you know, them talking about making bump stocks illegal, I think that's just a false narrative, you know, to, to get people that don't know about bump stocks to be like, yeah, man, we need to ban that type of stuff because, it's, you know, it's dangerous, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just really ridiculous, a lot of the stuff that's coming out. Uh, and then uh, b- before we end, okay, Hillary Clinton now comes out and uh, all the Democrats that want gun control, oh, you know, this, this, we need more gun control. That's what's going on here. I mean, anyone with an open eye and some information in their skull can see what's going on. But again, the narrative pushes you away from the truth. There was also a bill that was um, set to be passed on these uh, suppressors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was one of the key pieces of information. And it was supposed to be passed. um, But we had this shooting, so... That was taken off the table immediately. Right, exactly. So you know, <laughs> around that time, right? This is just so. This is, this is a coincidence, really. So really? so coincidental. So uh, come it on. happens yeah. once in a lifetime. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> so we just want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Don't let them burn, Chris and Rory, and just um, keep your sights on things above, heavenly yes. realm. Rejoice in Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always and in every situation even in a situation like this god is in control and yes we're human and we have feelings emotions and uh we go through depression we have fear and all these things but god is in control rejoice rejoice your redemption is drawing near don't let them burn If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. 
That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.